Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSperts. We are your daily dose, quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and for the first time, experiencing more snow than Andy Molitor today. Although, are you guys getting any of this? Is it making it that far over? No, it's just really cold here. It's really, really <laughs> cold. Um, two. It's two right now. It was chilly. It's a uh, keep the dogs inside kind of day. They didn't call off school at least this time. Jesus Christ. So, no, just a chilly day. It, that's the nice part about it. It's not completely true that it can be too cold to snow, but it does help. It helps to not create a keep down some of the humidity, keep the wrong kind of clouds away. I don't know how it all works. I am not a meteorologist. And to be fair, meteorologists aren't seeming to be very good at this. Some of the reports for that, we're going to get between like one and one and 22 inches of snow, they say. Or some of these, like, uh, whatever. We'll just wait and see what happens. So it is Friday, though. I'm, uh, I'm jazzed about that. It's the third round of golf tournament, which is still confusing. We got championship Friday. Yeah, apologies for not having many picks yesterday. We'll we'll make up for that today. We're gonna get back uh, to our average regression. Yeah, we'll get regression to the mean. And then, if you like college basketball picks, you should follow me on BetSperts because I'm gonna bet between 25 and 40 games tomorrow. That is just how I'm going. Holt. A good question to start out with, not looking for a pick, but any recommendation on how to use all of this bonus Louisiana dough? Um, I should go find an article. The, you know, If it's just free bets or free credit, however that works, use that however you want. Like Use that just as, you know, just as you would normal betting. But if it's a risk-free bet or, you know, a, a, one of those risk-free where they give you your money back or if it's uh, not having to wager anything on a bet, a free bet, those, you know, you, you should be using those on some longer shots because the just the um, your your expected value on a, on a, a bigger underdog is a lot bigger. And that's we kind of went through that a little with March Madness. Yeah. I said, hey, guess what? It's the first round of the tournament. There's going to be a ton of upsets it's every year. Go find a few of them. Use a free bet on one of these and – you know, the, the right people hopefully used to end like Oral Roberts. But uh, and yeah. with that, and then take take advantage of, I'm not above playing these promos. Like, if it's 50 bucks here and 100 bucks there, take all the free shit you can get. Because it's only it's only going to go live first once. And, That's uh, right. Congrats, get in there. Congrats to the, uh, the Pelican State. Not a great nickname. We have Pelicans in Minnesota. It's not like it's... Exclusive. We have Pelicans. You have Pelicans in Minnesota? Yeah. Oh, for sure. We have all kinds of birds. Swans, geese, ducks, loons. Loons. Love a loons. Loons for sure. So but let, let's dig into it because this got off this got off kilter right away. Golf. Tangent. Um <laughs> Yeah, and Patrick brings up a good thing before I talk golf here. Read the rules. On those risk-free bets, let's say you make a five hundred dollar bet. Risk-free, it loses. You're credited with $500. You usually do have a certain amount of time to use that or it goes away. So make sure you know that. Don't lose your risk-free bet that you get back. And you usually have to use it all in one shot. Some places split it up. But, you know, so some people that like to use the full risk-free bet, if that's actually more than you bet normally, that can be a little funky. So make sure you're comfortable with that as well. Yeah, good point there too. Usually it's not like uh, a lot of them are – you know, you make that $500 risk-free bet, you get a $500 credit. 
if you're a $50 better, you can't make 10 bets with that. You got to make another $500 bet. So a lot of them are the way, read the rules, check the fine print, make sure you're comfortable with everything and get ready to bet golf because I made a little bit of a golf bet, just one matchup today. We are through the cut line, even though it's a Friday, goofy day. Uh, Munoz over Kevin Tway, the Sebastian Munoz over Kevin Tway. Kevin Tway, really good putter. And I believe that's what's carrying his round so far. But it is Poa. I don't he's he's better on other surfaces. I don't think this sort of putting is going to continue for a guy who is horrid tee to green, bad ball striker, not that great of a second shot guy. And these if anybody watched any of this golf the other day, these fairways are skinny. Like ribbons, a ribbon of fairway down the middle of and the, the rough isn't super punitive, but if you're taking multiple shots out of it, I like to fade you in this spot, especially with a guy in Munoz. I used him a lot in DFS. He's not the best golfer in the world. He's a, I'm looking here. For, for the tournament, he was like a $7,000 guy. Not the best of putters, but again, who is on POA? And he is a better striker of the ball. I think he can get there for me. So I laid the half stroke with him. I like this one a lot. More of a Tway fade. This is actually, I didn't get the odds on there. I think I just didn't type them in for Dan. This would be plus money if you were to lay the half stroke. So Munoz minus half stroke. I believe it was plus 106 on Bookmaker where I took it this Mm. morning. And just that for me. I'll just ride my futures. Patrick Reed got through. He's a long way from the, the top. Dusty Johnson. His number's a lot bigger today. If you missed it yesterday, it's a lot pricier today. You can take it like 40 to 1 instead. But he's only six back, and um, I saw some good stats on that. Um, people do come back and win this. This is a tough course to grind your ass for three days. So the South course can take from even the best, and we'll be cheering for Dusty Johnson today. Yes, we will. There's a couple people. I think we have a handful are back. We'll see. Like you said, you can close out on one of these courses. And more Pelican knowledge, of course, in the chat. Thanks, Rick Daddy, for pointing that out. Over 22,000 estimated American white pelican nests. That's very interesting to know. And it actually does transition a little bit into our NBA bets, Andy, because the Pelicans are playing tonight. This is so good. That was, <laughs> this is my favorite. <laughs> Big NBA slate tonight again. As I know, it's a little disappointing, but I, there just hasn't been a ton of things that I like. You know, in, in previous years, there's 11 games tonight. Usually, you'd find you know a lot more edges. Not just because there's more games. You know, the, the books that generally pay less attention to each individual game when there's a bigger slate, so you tend to find more edges. But just a lot of really messy games. I mean, the Magic are playing the Pistons for the second time this season. The Magic are favored. For the second time this week, the Magic are favored, which is just outrageous. The Hawks-Celtics game could be interesting, but really tough to know what that's going to look like. Two teams you can't trust. Um, you know, you look at Lakers-Hornets. The Lakers, nobody's coming for the Lakers. That's why the Hornets are, you know, laying a big number there. Pacers-Thunder, good luck figuring out what the heck to do with that. I'm happy to skip that. Again, Blazers-Rockets is going to be ugly. Grizzlies have been, haven't been playing as well, and, and the Jazz are missing some players. Grizzlies, though, is pretty close there. You know, Bulls-Spurs, looks like it's going to be a fun game. I'm actually curious to see what your Bulls can do there. Again, they continue to struggle with guard injuries, and this will be a particularly tough matchup for them there. Timberwolves-Suns, again, looks like the Suns should be able to cover a big number, but we'll see. The Timberwolves have been more competitive. 
the Bucks laying a big number against the Knicks probably looks good, but you know, we'll see all those games again. It's just hard to tell too many guys in and out. So a couple looks that I did have though, we are going to take one total as mentioned in the Nuggets Pelicans game. We'll go over 217 here. I was actually able to scoop a 216 a little bit earlier. It looks like it's 218 now. I'll draw the line right about there. I have this game at 221, almost 222. Um, you know, the Nuggets continue continue to get better and better on offense. The pace is picking up a little bit. Some of their guards are finally healthy. Again, they're still without Murray and Porter Jr., but all the secondary pieces kind of behind those guys are starting to get healthy and kind of buoy Jokic a little bit as he continues to carry a big load. The Pelicans are without Brandon Ingram, it looks like. You know, he's a pretty good player, but I think actually him being off the floor hopefully picks up the pace of the game a little bit and takes away from the Pelicans' defense, which is always great for an over. So over 218 or lower there for Nuggets Pelicans. And then the Miami Heat, you know they're laying a big number tonight um, against the Clippers. The Clippers continue to keep some of these games close. It's Tyron Lue is probably not going to win Coach of the Year because the Clippers just aren't going to be very good. But if you go back and look at what he's done with just a really tough lineup night in and night out, it's amazing how close these Clippers have kept some of these games. So not really comfortable with the Heat necessarily covering a big number, but I think I've, they're going to put up a bunch of points tonight. I have them at 111, um, you know, well over 110. I really couldn't get it lower than that. So anything 108.5 or lower will take the team total over there on the Heat. That's it for the for the big boys. What do you got for the uh, for the for the academics? We can start with a question. Leg Show Magazine says, Andy, I like Colgate minus two and a half at BU. That stands for Boston University. Do you have a take on that game? Is that the early game? I believe there's like a, a one p.m. That is one p.m. Central, two Eastern. I just went over to my sheet because I saw it. I make it Colgate minus three and change. It's a tough spot because. It, it is a little trick. Probably the two best offenses in the Patriot League. Colgate on the road as a short favorite. This is going to be a close game. Like, uh, And the, the thing probably that would keep me off of it is Colgate's free throw shooting. Hasn't been good this year. I think they're mid to bottom part of the Patriot League as far as uh, free throw shooting. They don't turn the ball over a lot. They force not very many turnovers either. I worry about that. They lost a weird one against Lehigh to start the uh, conference season, but have been running since. So probably, probably pretty fair on that number. I would lean with you there. Like I said, I make it, I make it around three and a half, three and a half ish, I suppose, if I wanted to round up a little. So slight value. I don't hate it. Um, I didn't bet that one today. It's a weird early game too. Like sometimes those are fun. Uh, Colgate, Colgate's best offense, best defense in the league too, but. Uh, Boston, not that far behind. I ended up playing in a completely different league. A couple of them, in fact. Mountain West and you got a guess on uh, IPFW, I think. I'm not even sure what that stands for. Used to be Summit way back in the day, I feel like. Indiana, Purdue, Fort Wayne? You are correct. You nailed it. You nailed it. That was great. They are the... One of my favorite mascots, the Mastodons. As there was a big dig site near Fort Wayne where they found some Mastodons. I'm assuming is the only reason you would ever name it that. I maybe. I mean, I it's know. just cool. There's some. Maybe they're a big fan of the them. band. Oh, Mastodon! I'd go with that. Uh, <laughs> Fort Wayne. Yeah, it is based in Fort Wayne. So they they're playing uh, Northern Kentucky and Purdue Fort Wayne. They're a Horizon League team, but. Uh, Fort Wayne. I used to have this up, and then I, I ended up switching all my screens to answer the damn question. Northern Kentucky. Here we go. So, Purdue Fort Wayne. 
decent enough team, decent offense, decent defense, doesn't turn the ball over, one of the best free throw shooting teams in the league. I don't think they should be a dog here against a team with an offense like Northern Kentucky's. And again, Northern Kentucky is a favorite, and they can't shoot a free throw. They're dead last in the conference right now. Uh, I believe it. we got 12 teams. 12 teams in the Horizon League now. IUPUI, which is a one of the worst teams in the world right now, shoots a better free throw percentage than this team. So give me a short dog against a team with a bad offense who can't make their bunnies. And then this one is going to get a little squirrely. I can see this one getting to that first timeout and being like 3 nothing, and we're in trouble. But I did take the over in the Air Force game. This has been bet down a little, and I am – Perfectly fine. I found this on Bookmaker again on over twenty over one twenty seven at minus fifteen. Um, I ended up playing this against Wyoming here. This is not something I'm super excited about with the Air Force offense. They don't do a ton right. They do make their three pointers. They shoot a decent rate when they get the three ball up. I'm mostly relying on the best offense in the Mountain West Conference in the Cowboys of Laramie. And I think they can. There's been a few games here where Air Force is not good. Air Force is not like bottom 50 in the country, but they're they're low as far as the Mountain West. And when Wyoming has played some of these lesser teams, let's say San Jose State. Let's say uh, they played South Florida. They've played uh, a couple of these crappier teams that are a little lower down. They're pushing 80 points. Like they can, they can get to 80. In fact, against New Mexico, who pushed them a little, they get to 93, 84 against San Jose State. So, I think I can get enough damn points out of Wyoming, um, who does again run a halfway decent tempo for uh, for the league. I think they can get enough points to get me there. So why not just you ever look at team over? totals? I do. I might start digging into that a little. I found a couple offshores that are offering those. Those are sometimes harder to find. Yeah, I would think you, so. Uh, when you dig past like the big six leagues, so Air Force over one twenty-seven. Hopefully, Wyoming scores a hundred themselves. And IPFW plus the three. That's it for today. Well, not it's not like what? yesterday where I put some more out on the app later. If I put any more out on the app later, it'll be late tonight because it'll be for tomorrow. And Excellent. with that, we would be remiss to not get some Alex takes on football this weekend. It's a lot of football. We got some first touchdown scores. Again, these lines aren't open really anywhere except like one or two spots. So try to just kind of put some round numbers out there that I was looking for. Hopefully you could do better than these, but try not to take anything too much worse. As I've said before, chief games are so hard with this, um, simply with just how much equity kind of the top of the board soaks up with Kelsey, with Tyreek Hill, whatever their running back is, you know, this particular week. And then you layer in for the Bengals here as well, Joe Mixon, who, to be honest, Andy, this is as close as I've ever gotten to betting someone at the top of the board. He's plus 650, the one place I was able to find odds. If he's seven to one, even eight to one somewhere else, I'm going to play him actually. So I don't think we'll get that number, but keep an eye out for that. Um, the numbers I do think that we'll get here, though, um, you look here, the Bengals, Uzuma continues to just kind of fly up the board in terms of not only targets, but especially inside the red zone here. Again, the Bengals, another tough team for this, not only because of Mixon, but those top three wide receivers are just spectacular. But um, the tight end continues to get a lot of looks here, and the Chiefs are vulnerable in that position. 
Uh, Mahomes, again, no surprise here. We'll continue to play Patrick Mahomes every single week. It's 20 to 1 or better. I don't see a 20 to 1 right now, but I think when things open up on Sunday, there'll be some 20s and maybe even 22s out there. Um, Nicole Hardman, another wide receiver. Again, as I talked about, the Chiefs, a lot of equity there at the top of the board. But with him returning kicks, with him kind of sliding in you know, all over the place, they really use him in some very interesting ways here. Um, I have this number less than 20 to 1, so look for 25 to 1 or there. And then Joe Burrow, you know, again, he doesn't run the ball quite a ton, but has a couple rushing touchdowns. We'll play him at 40 to 1. What did you think overall this game? Did you what what plays did you have for uh, the Chiefs and the Bengals? I'm I'm probably not betting much. I I like the Mixon look. I'm probably going to be. I think Mixon is going to get released a little more in this game. He didn't have a good game, but it was against a good uh, good run defense. I think they're going to use him more. They used him a ton in the passing game last week. I think that continues after seeing what happened to Joe Burrow. If your quarterback gets sacked that many times, I would be <laughs> looking to get the ball out faster, which means. Screen passes, short stuff, outlets, hot reads, running back leaking out of the backfield. So I think I'm going to play some mixing, maybe receptions over, rushing plus receiving over, maybe just yeah, anytime a, a little bit of a safer first touchdown bet. Mixing first Bengals touchdown. I might be looking at if I can get a three to one or something like that on on that touchdown prop. So I'll, I'll be probably playing some mixing stuff and then looking at you know playing your first touchdown bets too. Yeah, like Show mentioned, uh, Jamar Chase again. He did. A, he's an excellent candidate if we didn't have to use odds. But you know, he's eight to one, nine to one. If he pops up at like twelve to one or better, maybe grab him. But again, I don't think we're getting that number. He's in no. single digits just about every week. But you look again at the target share. He is super close with Boyd and Higgins and those other guys. So it's tough to split that up. So yeah, if I had to pick somebody without you know actually betting on it, Chase is a great choice. Um, but you know, we have to deal with odds. Yeah, Louisiana betters can finally bet on a Chase, Jamar Chase first touchdown score legally. I'm sure you guys. I'm sure you guys have been using the offshore as your sneakies. Um, what about the other one? Oh, other game, uh, 49ers and Rams. Of some more names stuck out to hearing a couple at the top of the board. George Kittle is slowly week by week falling more and more behind here. He continues to get looks inside the red zone. It is less a little bit. They continue to run the ball more as they get down there. But I actually am looking at an 11 to one, which means there's going to be 12 to one somewhere. And I think we might get as high as 14 again, once things open on Sunday, but if you can get a 12 to one or better on George Kittle, especially in a big game like this, I think that is a great play. Tyler Higby continues to be kind of a steady um, force for Matthew Stafford, 14 or one or better is the number I'm looking for there. The 49ers, um, you know, not great against wide receivers here. And I think this is a nice spot for someone like Van Jefferson. Looked at Odell Beckham, but he's starting to fall down to single digits. If you had Beckham at 15 to one or better, which again, I don't think they will absolutely get that. But um, look for Jefferson 20 to one or better. I think that's a nice spot. And we're grabbing all the quarterbacks, Garoppolo, Trey Lance, Matt Stafford, 40 to one or better. Stafford's actually been running the ball. Um, he scored a rushing touchdown. I can't remember if it was last week or two weeks ago, but um, he's been running the ball more like him at 40 trey lance uh, scored the first touchdown i believe in one of the two games these teams played this year he get, continues to get used in kind of special ways and garoppolo 40 to 1 runs a lot more um, than you think i saw patrick in the chat there jushik at 40 to 1 i don't mind that bet honestly it's it's such a big number it's probably worth a little bit of a sprinkle but it's been so hard to figure out when they're going to use them and, and when they're not. Um, he just hasn't got a ton of run here. So I'll have to go back and look at those first two games, but I don't believe he had a ton of run in either one of those. When you have two teams that are familiar with each other, it's kind of hard to surprise them. So I wonder if it's just 
overall less of his kind of gadget stuff. I'd have to go back and double check though. Mohamed Sanu? <clears throat> God, he was something for a while. Is he actually playing in this game? <clears throat> I didn't bet this one either, but if I did, <laughs> it would probably be Niners three and a half. I think it is. I got some Niners game. three and a half. Yeah, I, I think that's probably the the right side of this one. I think it ends. I think it lands on uh, Rams by three an awful lot, maybe even more than is normally modal for a standard football game. Um, and uh, hopefully we enjoy that. Uh, Drew is Drew is fully ready to go and do both halftime shows. So sorry for the lack of some of those with some Drew gets stuck in traffic or Andy gets <laughs> drunk and doesn't want to go outside. But uh, yeah, this weekend, both of both of them for sure to sate your hunger for halftime. And when is this happening? When is the women's final? Is it overnight tonight, very early tomorrow morning? Yes, it'll be uh, while I'm sleeping. Looks like it's going to be 3.30 Eastern Saturday morning. Um, again, there's no other matches, so I think this will be something I'll turn on and probably watch a replay of it when I get up. But Ashley Barty continues to just truck through her way through this tournament. She is a big favorite against Danielle Collins, but Collins taking money. Um, Barty opened minus 550 to minus 600. She um, got all the way down to like minus 450 earlier today and is kind of starting to tick back up. So maybe we've seen the floor there. You know, the spread is five, the total is 20. Both of those numbers are kind of dead on what. Um, I'm looking at here, but there was a couple looks I liked, and this is one of the nice parts about us, you know, Grand Slam finals. You can find, um, you know, much bigger offerings. You know, sites that generally don't offer a lot of tennis will have props and, and stuff like this. Uh, go around, take a look. There's definitely a couple offshores that have done, um, especially in the men's side. There's some break props at one particular offshore that look like they're just wrong. It looks like they've hung props for a three-set match instead of five. So look around for stuff like that. But on the women's side, you should be able to find both of these bets at a handful of places just about everywhere I looked, honestly. First set under nine and a half games. Um, poke around. There's definitely some wide ranges and prices here. I would actually play this minus 140 or better. Found some 135s, even kind of a rogue minus 120 and 125. But I think this match is oh, going to be kind of one of those where – I, I kind of want to do almost like the Polish middle, take the under 20 games, but over two and a half sets. I think we're going to see quick sets here. I certainly think Collins could maybe steal one from Barty. She's just been playing at such a high level. And I don't know if anybody honestly can touch Barty, but Collins just keeps pushing people every single match here. So I think we'll see a lot of quick sets. I'll probably have under nine and a half games in just about every set. Um, so we'll go first set under nine and a half games there, minus 140 or better. And then Danielle Collins, they're hanging props on breaks. Again, this is probably about half the books I have, maybe a little bit more. Um, look for under one and a half breaks, plus 115. Ashley Barty has been broken once all tournament. I believe she's been broken once this season. Danielle Collins, again, great on return, has been putting a lot of pressure on. If there's somebody that can break Barty, I'm sure she has as good of a chance of anybody, but one and a half year plus money looks like an absolute gift to me. So under one and a half breaks plus anything, too little. Is that uh, Camby or what? Worth. I'm sorry? Camby? Um, I think that's at, where did I see that? BetOnline, I think, has that. Oh, even better. I don't have to go anywhere. Let me see if some of the regulated shops do. I hadn't. I like I like when they hang these fun props for the finals like this. And I I love that. Like, yes, yeah, she's played great. She's won six matches. You know, she got to the final. She beat some very good, talented tennis players. But I I, I don't think you know, I don't think she has a shot here. I might eat my words, but man, Ash Party's been just. It's like. 
peak Serena where it's like, well, Serena wins now. Like that's what happens. We see like somebody else is going to make the final and that'll be neat for them, but they're going to lose and they're going to lose quickly. So yeah, it's yeah. probably, probably an ethering, but you know, a really nice for young, really nice run for the young Collins and uh, sad to see the Aussie final go. Um, we got, I got time. Fuck it. I don't care. You got a take on the men's <laughs> final at all? I didn't. I'm not going to bet. I'm probably going to take a little Rafa. Yeah. Oh, so you're, you're looking at Rafa. I was looking at Med, honestly, like Med three, three to one, Med minus one and a half sets. I just, I, I struggle to see what Rafa can do that's really going to bother him. I, I mean, it's yeah. not like Rafa can get into, you know, a five set war and that's going to bother Medvedev. He's honestly going to be fresher than the dollars at this point in his career as they go through kind of the five set war. Um, you know, I just, it's tough. I, I just, I see Medvedev all, all over this. Yeah, I, I think Medvedev wins. I'm just looking at some Rafa, like, handicap. Rafa maybe sets handicap. I do think this goes five and maybe an over. I, I don't know if he does stuff to bother him besides just being himself and being very hard to, I mean, he's the same, he's the same way. Like, what do you do to bother Nadal? It's, he's, a, he's a very tough player to play. And, knock over his water bottle. Yeah, knock over his water bottle. Mess mess with his stuff like that. That would be a, one way to go. So, yeah, I, I would probably just be at an over there, and I'll probably get up and watch both these. And with that, Alex, why don't you go take a nap? Because you're going to have to get up here. You're going to wake up in like 10 hours. It's going to be a goofy weekend. i got all this snow shoveling to do. It's going to be fun. Have a great weekend, everybody. Yeah, see you guys.